This is A Coconut Bite, a shorter episode by your girl G. And these short segments are my thoughts as bonus episodes to the longer episodes, The Coconut Connection. Today's segment is called Now You Know Better. It's Filipino American History Month in October. And today I drove through historic Filipino town in LA, aka Hi-Fi. And I was thinking about World War II vets. It led me to think about my grandparents, both in the Philippines and Hawaii. And I was thinking about what life must have been like during wartime and how they were part of history. On an early December morning in 1941, waves of Japanese bombers roared through American airspace. While air sirens wailed and guns blazed, American nationals took cover as a surprise attack in the Pacific sank U.S. battleships and crippled the largest collection of American warplanes outside of North America, according to History.com. I think of my grandmother, who is 103 right now, who was pregnant with my father at the time when this event happened and how terrifying this could have been, living plantation life and so close to the action. There was another target the next day by the Japanese. This time it was the Philippines, which at that time had been an American possession since the 1898 Spanish-American War. Hours after the air raids, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt spoke on the radio to announce that the Japanese, quote-unquote, bombing our citizens in Hawaii and the Philippines. I thought of my grandparents in the Philippines and wondered what that was like, Manila being occupied by, by the Japanese, being in the middle of war, and starting their own new family. After the attacks that drew the United States into World War II, President Franklin D. Roosevelt promised to defend the American Commonwealth of the Philippines. He said, So long as the flag of the United States flies on Filipino soil as a pledge of our duty to your people, it will be defended by our own men to the death, he said. A presidential order earlier in the year had brought all military forces in the Philippines under American control in the U.S., armed forces of the Far East. And Filipinos answered their commander-in-chief's call and enlisted by the tens of thousands. As citizens of the American Commonwealth, Filipino soldiers were legally American nationals. And Roosevelt promised them that they would get the same veteran benefits given to members of the U.S. armed forces. Even after the surrender of the Philippines in May 1942, Filipino guerrilla forces had to continue to fight their Japanese occupiers in the jungles and mountains. For three years, they kept up their resistance. And by the time it ended in 1945, the war had claimed a terrible toll, including the deaths of an estimated one million Filipinos. In a radio broadcast to the Philippines in August 1943, President Roosevelt said, I gave the Filipino people my word that the Republic of the Philippines will be established the moment the power of our Japanese enemies is destroyed. That promise was fulfilled on the 4th of July in 1946, when Filipinos celebrated an Independence Day of their own, as the American flag was lowered and replaced by the flag of the newly independent Philippines. Another of Roosevelt's promises, however, was quickly broken. Earlier in 1946, Congress 
passed the Recession Act, which retroactively annulled the benefits promised to veterans and their widows and children because of concerns over the price tag that was upwards of $3 billion. I thought about what promises leaders and politicians make and break throughout history, disregarding and erasing contributions by people that help build up this country, affecting lives, revising and rewriting history. More than seven decades later, Filipino veterans were still waiting for the U.S. government to fulfill that obligation. While members of the old Philippine scouts were eligible to receive full benefits, that was not the case with members of the Commonwealth Army of the Philippines, the recognized guerrilla forces, and new Philippine scouts. The 2009 American Recovery and Reinvestment Act provided for a one-time lump sum payment of $15,000 to surviving Filipino veterans who were American citizens and $9,000 to non-citizens. As of January 1, 2019, more than 18,000 claims have been approved by the U.S. government, but nearly 24,000 had been denied at that time, in part because of the requirements, says Antonio Taguba, who is a retired U.S. Army Major General and Chairman of the Filipino Veterans Recognition and Education Project, a project that is working for due recognition and benefits to Filipino World War veterans and their widows. Filipino World War II veterans did receive recognition in, in 2017 when they were awarded the Congressional Gold Medal, the country's highest civilian honor, but many still lack benefits. With many of these veterans in their 90s, their numbers are dwindling by the day. I feel the need to continue educating myself and others about Filipino-American history. We honor our veterans for sacrificing their lives for a country that did not live up to their promises. In remembering our contributions and role in America, we not only educate ourselves and the youth, but also empower the next generation of leaders. Let us not forget our heroes. For without them, most of us would not be here today. For more information, check out the links in the show's notes. And thank you to History.com's article on this story and Filipino Veterans Recognition and Education Project for their work in recognizing Filipino vets and providing educational resources for middle and high school as well as higher learning. So, now you know better, so do better. Thank you for listening to A Coconut Bite of the Coconut Connection podcast, where we upload new episodes every Sunday. Have a blessed and bountiful day.